welcome everybody to the Brewing Bright Minds podcast. My name is Jamie Liu, and I am so excited to be here to share all my thoughts, concerns, challenges, um, and uh, listen to the community and share ideas about childcare, parenthood, education, and everything in between. I have been in private education for over 10 years. I've always known that my career and purpose was centered around children. Um, And I'm just so excited to have an exchange uh, with you all today. I have worked in private education for many years. I have been an educational therapist for about 10 years. I have my own private practice of educational therapy, and I've learned a lot about customized learning and what every child needs to be successful in school and beyond. Once I had kids, I knew that I had to narrow down um, my focus to provide more for my own children. So I've had the blessing of opening up a preschool in the last year. Uh, My husband and I opened up a preschool so that we could provide care that we were proud of for our own children. Um, And it has been the greatest adventure of our lives yet. And so now I'm really excited to chat with Miss Dom, who is my assistant director. She comes with years of experience as well. And we have really great um, opposing and aligned perspectives about childcare and parenting and all of that. Hi, guys. I'm Dom. I have been working with children for about eight years, um, both inside the classroom and in a leadership perspective. Um, I started working with children when I was in high school, and I was really fortunate to be able to graduate high school with my um, CDA, my child development associate. So I started working in the field full time right when I turned 18. Um, I was in the classroom for quite a few years and then started working working my way up into more of a management role, um, writing curriculum for the school that I was at. Um, just working with a lot of different people, a lot of different age groups of kids. I was a preschool teacher um, for a few years. I was an infant teacher. Um, I worked with toddlers for a while as well. And then I just kind of fell in love with more of the back end things with the development of children, um, how their home lives play a part in their learning, um, just kind of overall everything about the childcare world, um, how teachers uh, just play a really big role in their lives and their kids' lives. And I think that's really interesting because um, parents are always seeking um, this perfect solution for, you know, my child has this, what do I do? Or my child has a really hard time doing this at home or in the classroom or whatever it is. But I think uh, with our perspectives combined, um, I have methods and strategies or data on what works um, academically in terms of um, helping kids feel um, 
like capable and uh, and and proud of themselves learning. And um, now it's really interesting to go backwards and bring that back to well, actual development. How does that impact them um, at a really young age? And we go all the way from infancy, all the way from three months. How do those building blocks and milestones from infancy build all the way up to, you know, pre-K and now going beyond into, you know, their educational path and career. Um, so there's a lot to talk about. And I think, too, it's um, important to realize that for some children, they're with um, they're in their their child care centers and they're with their teachers, sometimes more than their parents. Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, the parents have to work, they have to provide. And so some children are here 40 plus hours um, a week while their parents are working. And so even though, um, you know, and a lot of the times they'll go, they'll be at school all day long, then they'll go home, they'll eat dinner, they'll Mm -hmm. take a bath, they'll Mm -hmm. go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they are just with us all day long. And so we just play such a critical part in in their lives, really. Absolutely. And I think as parents when when people become parents they realize that and it becomes a scary um realization um but at the same time what choice do we all have when we need to go to work we need to continue our career we need to be able to provide yeah you don't have a choice we don't have a choice we want to model that for our kids and at the same time I think um, opening up our preschool and learning about the industry, we're learning that um, finding quality programs, as important as it is to the structure of our society, you think that it would be something easy. Yeah. And I have, I feel like I have a different, um, obviously you've you've worked in childcare centers, but not as many. And Mm -hmm. I've worked in quite a few um, in two different states and there's just very lack of quality care. The everywhere. standard is everywhere. just yeah. not everywhere because consistent. A lot of childcare, especially the corporate, the big mm-hmm. corporate companies, they just pack kids in. Mm-hmm. You know, they just they care about the quantity rather than the quality. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find everything that you want in one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that we're doing different. We're trying to put all everything that we want. I mean, you, you created it because of your kids Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you knew what you wanted for them. Yeah. And as, as much as, uh, you would think that, you know, state standards and everything is going to regulate it. Um, it's not true because you can, you can say that you're abiding by those things, but you really have to, as parents tour and as parents learn about the industry, um, it's really, really hard to provide something, um, that you can really trust because um, it really comes down to the people. Right. And um, if you have a good feeling about, you know, the director and the teachers, then that's great. But it's really a double edged sword because we've only been here for a little over a year. And I feel like um, we have found just really quality individuals um, to care for our children. But that is directors finding quality teachers to put in their um, schools is equivalent to parents trying to find quality programs to put their children in. It is so hard to find. Um, It's a very saturated industry, but, but the consistency and quality is at different extremes. And, um, 
and it's not an industry that really gets much respect um, right. or, or you know, um, considered something of a career. Right. Even and though it is a lot of a lot of people, um, I would say the majority of people, parents and and not um, just look at every preschool and every childcare as, as a daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's such a big, broad difference. There's mm-hmm. a broad scale. Um, and like you're saying, it's not it's not respected. Yeah. I mean, childcare is one of the lowest paying career fields. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why there's such high turnover rates for teachers. Um the lack of quality of care because, you know, teachers start to not care if they're not getting compensated well enough or if they don't work for a company that is respectful of mm-hmm. them as an educator. Um, and just parents in general, if they don't respect their child's teacher, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a huge turnover rate. Um, and I think that's a huge issue too. Yeah. It's, um, it's really unfortunate because, um, zero to five is the most important years in a child's life in terms of building, you know, brain connections and, um, really teaching them how to learn. You're building their habits to build, to teach them how to learn. Um, if you are home with your child, that's wonderful because you want to soak up all that time with them and, um, be involved as involved as you can, but parents may not know exactly what their child needs at certain stages of their development and how to optimize that. Yeah. That, Um, and if you're, if you're a parent who's working eight plus hours a day and you pick up your child from school, I mean, you're just as exhausted mm -hmm. as your kid may be. Mm -hmm. And all you want to do is eat dinner and go to bed, you know? And so as much as you want to, you know, help your child talk more, reach their Mm -hmm. milestones or energy, things like you don't have energy. You're Mm -hmm. working eight plus hours a day. I mean, there's parents who are working 10, 12 hour Mm -hmm. days Mm -hmm. and their child is at a a center for 10, 12 hours a day. Um, you know, just depending on the situation and you don't have energy. Absolutely. And so it's, it needs to be, um, at least at our school, we're trying our best to change that industry and provide, um, competitive salaries for our teachers, um, the adequate support they need to, uh, carry out the program that they vision, um, and, um, provide, different experiences for Mm. our kids to be excited about learning. Um, That's our our whole goal, but also in line with providing uh, such quality care because Mm. at this age, it's care first and then education. And I think that's where the stigma comes where, well, you're just caring for them. You're just changing diapers. You're just wiping boogers and all that. And absolutely we are, but that's like, that takes love and that takes such a big heart to keep loving that kid. Yeah. And I always joke about, um, with some of our teachers about how we went to college to get our degrees Yes, and we're changing diapers. Absolutely. But like you're saying, you know, it's not just, you're not just putting a child on a changing table and changing their diaper. Like you're talking to them while yes. you're changing them. Yes. You're, you're singing noticing things. You're singing to them. You're noticing mm-hmm. things um, about their, their bodies yeah. that, you know, that you wouldn't notice if you weren't doing that mm-hmm. and you have that level of connection with them. It's so intimate. Yeah, it is really intimate. And it's, it, you know, you notice things and you, you think, how can I help them? Mm-hmm. Or what can I do to make this situation better? Even like in our infant classroom, 
um, they make this great curriculum with um, different standards and different activities. And half the time they're not able to get to it because they just do the care. Because mm-hmm. um, like you're saying, the care comes first. And of course, there's, you know, times when we do get to it, but it's really just the love and the care that comes first. And that takes a very special kind of person to do. Absolutely. It takes, um, I just shared this with a team recently. It takes people and individuals, um, with just such big hearts to be able to, um, not get frustrated or be frustrated, but not let it get to them. Which, and it's, I feel like it's totally, it's normal and it's Mm -hmm. okay to be frustrated. And I mean, you see it a lot, but it's, it's one thing if you know, you get frustrated and you're like, I'm done, I'm not doing this. It's another thing if you are getting frustrated and then you you take a deep breath, you mm-hmm. step out for two minutes, you come back in and then you're ready to go. I mean, it's it goes both ways where it is the care and it's exhausting and um, um, you're trying to fit so much within a day. And what is so amazing about, you know, these teachers is that they are learning that a lot of, you know, our team is young and vibrant mm-hmm. and eager, um, but not quite a lot of them not parents yet. And so to me, it's just astounding that they have this ability to just open their hearts and just give their all. Yeah. Because even as a parent, you give it all, um, but they're yours. So you have to, you know, you have this, you want to, but to just open your hearts to whoever walks in your door and to love them unconditionally and give them your all and to love them and care for them and teach them and communicate with parents. And not just one. I mean, you're talking Exactly. 20, 20 different once. kids at once a year. Mm-hmm. And then the next year you have 20 other kids mm-hmm. and then the next year, 20 other kids. And then, you know, you've been in the field for five years and you've already taught over, you know, mm-hmm. 300, 400 kids, depending on where you're at. And that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of children and a lot of parents and family members that you are being connected to Mm -hmm. and that you are taking the initiative to help raise their child. Yes. You know, teachers are teaching your child and we are providing a service, Mm -hmm. but just to give that perspective of their job is to prioritize and um, think about Mm -hmm. the, the betterment of the whole class. And so Teachers do their best every day to cater to each child, but also as a group. And so when you think about care zero to five and what you want for your child during that time, it's critical for you to compare and think about, well, do I want a group, Mm -hmm. a group experience? Mm -hmm. And with that comes so many benefits and so many new experiences, Mm -hmm. or do I want something catered to just my child right um which also has benefits but you also lose out on other things and so i think managing expectations between parents as they come in Mm -hmm. they see the whole shebang of the classroom and the community and it's Mm -hmm. so great but at the same time if their child does not get their bottle the minute that they we do our best and we know and we're cognizant of you know all the babies that we have in the classroom or all the preschools but then just to consider like we're managing a lot right of all that right and and that's you know most parents tend to forget that um that yes we we are individual for each child um we are paying attention to each child Mm -hmm. we are having each child's needs in mind um 
but then there's times when this child is having a really rough day. And so we need to pay attention to this one just a tad bit more, or Mm -hmm. it's this child's first day and they've never been in care before. And they're, you know, crying and they're Mm -hmm. upset and they don't know where they're at. So they just need a little bit more love, you know? And so on days like that, when they're, when there's a new child or when there's, you know, a child having a rough day or someone didn't sleep very well the night before, Mm -hmm. And you are, you are having to put their needs a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you have, you have 20 kids in the classroom mm-hmm. and unfortunately you can't put all 20 kids first. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, we do our best, like you said, to do everything that we can, but then there's times when, you know, they didn't get to finish their lunch mm-hmm. because they weren't able to open this or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the case mm-hmm. may be. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's 20 different mm-hmm. children. And so ultimately the parents have to, those things are going to happen. And, um, some parents come in expecting those things and they know ultimately, you know, their child's going to be fine, right. but other parents, um, you know, hang on to those little things. So ultimately it comes down to your trust mm-hmm. in the teachers right? and, you know, the administrators. And ultimately, if you think at the end of the day, they are doing the best they can for right. your child and in the best interest of your child and the right. class, then your heart should feel, you know. Yeah, you should feel at ease. You yes. should, a parent should feel at ease dropping their child off at a childcare center or with a nanny mm-hmm. or um, an in-home daycare, wherever they're at, they should feel at ease. And if they feel any ounce of mm-hmm. anxiety or just a gut feeling that's not right, then they should not be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I mean, a parent, a parent will know walking into a center, if this is mm-hmm. the right fit or not. And same with the teacher, they'll, they'll know um, if they're interviewing at different schools, they'll know what the right fit for them mm-hmm. is not. Um, and sometimes not every place is the right fit for some parents. Mm-hmm. Some parents or and teachers in, included. Um, some parents want the more one-on-one mm-hmm. or um, one teacher with two children. They want the more individualized care. Um, and it's, sometimes it's just not the right fit. You can do everything right. Mm-hmm. You can follow all the rules. You can be the kindest person. And at the end of the day, it's just not the right fit for some yeah, people. And that's, and that's totally, totally okay. fine. That's totally okay. And then some parents will start in childcare and realize, you know, it's actually, this is not what yeah. I wanted. It's not what I expected. Um, and so a nanny is more, you know, right. fitting to to the needs of their lifestyle and their I think child. It, I think it also depends on the child. I mean, if you have a three-year-old child and they're talking up a storm and they're mm-hmm. energetic and they're... Mm-hmm you know, very bubbly, lively personality. Maybe a nanny isn't the best idea they for get them. Bored, yeah. They'll get bored. They need that social interaction. They need more, um, you know, classroom transition, mm-hmm. outside time. And of course a nanny can provide all of that, but um, one-on-one care can only do so much. Mm-hmm. You don't have other children their age, um, you know, learning from them and um, having social interactions and experiencing things with them you can do all the kind of, you know, nanny shares and things like that. But at the end of the day, um, sometimes the class setting is better and, you know, we can go back and forth on that for a while. But, um, at the end of the day, sometimes it's not always the right fit and Mm -hmm. that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. So it's up to each family to, uh, do their due diligence and research and, um, really think about what do they want? Cause it's really up to the parents and, um, I would just recommend that parents just be more mindful. Yes, it's great to have the location to be convenient. You know what I mean? It has to work for your logistically, your lifestyle and your scheduling, but also um, they're spending so much time with these caregivers. So you have to be really mindful of what do you want? Right. What are like, 
do your tours, but what are you looking for? Right. And, and during tours, I mean, all the time when we're doing tours, there's parents who will say, um, you know, I'm a first time parent and I don't know what questions to ask. And then we'll start saying mm -hmm. things like, oh, this is what other parents ask, or mm -hmm. this is important to know. Or we'll even say, um, if you're touring other schools, you should be looking out for this because mm -hmm. like, like we just said, um, it's not always the right, fit. we're not going to be the right fit for every single parent. And that's totally fine if they tour us and tour another school and realize that we're not the right fit for them, but they should at least be looking out for certain things and asking certain questions at all of these schools. Yeah. And if we can help at all, you know, then we can, we can guide them into what questions to ask. Thank you so much for joining us for the Brewing Bright Minds podcast. Um, it was a pleasure chatting about uh, childcare, parent needs, and mm -hmm. what kids in early childhood zero five really need. Um, we're excited to delve in more into these topics because yeah. I really feel like yeah, it's and really endless. Yeah, it really is. We talk about all day. Um, but I'm excited for um, early childhood educators to tune into this, parents to tune into this, maybe people who are wanting to go into this career field mm -hmm. but need a little bit more um, insight, parents who are maybe expecting and they want a little bit more insight on, you know, childcare and nannying and mm -hmm. the do's and the don'ts and what teachers face and things like that. And yeah, I'm excited for um, people to listen to it.